<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Here we go, Davey. Who they? Who they? Who they? They gonna beat the Bengals. Who they? Who they? Who they? They gonna beat the Bengals. No. Cincinnati win again. Away our division is creeping. On the roof a guy is sleeping. And welcome back to Fuck Fuck You, You. We We Like like the the Bengals. Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. And sitting across from me, as always, after a two-week hiatus, is our old friend... V.A. Bennett. Hello, Uh, darkness, your old friend. Hello, V.A., my old friend. (laughs) Oh, I was right there, and we let's got get, to it eventually. Let's get racist right away. That's what I like to do, just so people remember. <laughs> hey, I'm the one that said VA. You're the one that said darkness. Oh, well, that's how I identify, so. <laughs> you know, race. I, Caucasian, <laughs> darkness. There we go. I'm a Pacific Islander slash other on on most uh, tests. You're Ray Maluga? Okay, I actually have a story that I can't tell on the air about him. But, I have a story I have a story about Ray Maluga. <laughs> okay, what? Go ahead. Um, so we're gonna um, we'll get to our weeks in a second, but um, I remember like five years ago, I was at Tin Roof downtown, and this was uh, it was on a Sunday. The Bengals were just in Cleveland. They had just beaten the Browns thirty to nothing. I remember th- I was at that game. Yeah, it was oh, Johnny it was, Manziel's first uh, NFL. Yeah, he start. got fucked. He got fucked. And uh, I was I worked at uh, Toby Keith's at the time, and we all I like, hate that bar and grill. <laughs> I love this bar and grill. <laughs> That place is a shit show. So um, we all went to we all had, like just gotten off. It was a Sunday because what we did on Sundays what we just, was we just worked the the pregame rush yep. and then just go in the VIP room and watch the game. Oh yeah. So after the game, like everything's slow, so we all go to Tin Roof and then Ray Maluga walks in after a thirty to nothing victory. It was thirty to nothing. I very much remember this game. It was in Cleveland. It was in Cleveland, <laughs> and they had just gotten back down. They just destroyed the Browns. So Maluga walks in, rolling, hey, good game, good game. And some fucking Bengals fan walks in, starts talking smack to his face What's after a 30 to nothing victory. What could this guy possibly have to I say? I have no idea. He was just a drunk fuck. Oh, no. So did he fight him or what? No, he just like started yelling in his face. And then Ray's just like, fuck it. Let's get out of here. Okay. And I don't blame him. Yeah, I mean, what? he's got everything to lose. Yeah. After a win. Yeah, it was a 30 to nothing. His defense couldn't have done any better than they did. They destroyed Johnny Manziel yeah. more than alcohol. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny that that's what we have to look and, and talk about now. That was, was that our last win? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, because we, we alluded to this in our song, uh, On the Roof, A Guy is Sleeping. There's a guy, um, where is it, B.A.? Uh, it's called uh, the the Hog Rock Cafe. The Hog Rock Cafe. In, it's in Indiana. Uh, I, I, just, I was just looking it up a second ago. I had some stats on it. You guys can do your own research, or I can look it up in a second. But anyway, the short of it is, uh, and I'll get the name before this cast is over. Uh, a guy who owns a restaurant in Indy uh, is living on his roof until the roof of his bar. The roof of his bar that he owns until the Bengals win a game. Until the Bengals win a game. And the guy did this in like 91. Wildman Walker of VBN? Yeah. Did it? He for, lived on a billboard for 2 months. Yeah. Cuz this is cuz we were talking about this pre-podcast, but um this was in 91 like shortly after the Bengals had like won their last playoff game. Right, he had no time to suffer. He just jumped right in. He into just jumped it. right on the ship of like, "Hey, we we're going to be miserable for yeah. the rest of the decade." He is a fortune teller apparently. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I can almost see where he was coming from cuz like he had such high expectations at that point. 
Who was okay? So what was the record is, that year? That's what I want to know. I forget. I, I mean, I wasn't. Well, he spent two months, so I guess that tells us anything we yes. need to know, right? Um, man, this was like shortly after Paul Brown died, and Mike Brown, fucking hell, Mike Brown took over. Mm. So then, who could have known that Mike Brown would just have his entire tenure go without um, any success in the playoffs? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> That was a good call from Wild. I don't like um because people say like he hasn't gotten one playoff win. I don't like that wording. Because it implies that a victory against, say, the Kansas City Chiefs in two thousand five would have made well, everything okay. Like when they were undefeated? No, that was a three. Oh. When they went undefeated and then they came into Cincinnati. And then Chad Johnson said, I guarantee we're going to win. And they won. Yeah, well, that was like the Chiefs for like ninth game. They didn't really give a yeah. fuck at that point. But no, I'm yeah. saying like, like you can't win one playoff game. I get that. But it's like, it's you're saying that as if one win against a mediocre team in the wild card round would have just made everything okay. No, of course not. I mean, but I mean, that's been our thing. We settle for mediocrity. Yeah. Uh, some people settle better than others. Yes. And there are a lot of Cincinnati fans who maybe settle a lot worse than others as exactly. well. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm, the power of positivity. Power. Of po- I'm, I'm like. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing the best I can to stay positive this year. I'll tell you what. Ten and six is still a playoff record. Potentially. It is a playoff record. <laughs> it's not going to get you home field advantage. Well, is that even an advantage? <laughs> It can be. And nobody's there. It, it really can be. So let's go to the power of positivity. We haven't even gotten to this yet. We were spending too much time shooting the shit. VA, how was your week, man? Uh, my my week is good. My, my couple weeks have been good. I, I, What'd you I, do? I, I got I got promoted uh, at one job, and then I started working another job, and I went to uh, I went to uh, Kings Island's Halloween haunt. That place haunt is for awesome. the first time. It was. It was really rad. Like I didn't know what like I hate haunted houses normally. I've never been to Halloween Haunted because I've gone to Kings Island like since I was a, since I was yay high. Yeah. You know, same. But like uh, I I'm not a haunted house guy normally. Neither am I. I don't like the idea of I mean the Kings Island they can't touch you and stuff. I feel like it's more about the spirit of Halloween. Yeah, which is fine. But I mean, I've seen enough movies and like I'm a bit of a maniac myself. So I can imagine like in any potential situation, I think that there could just be some person who's just off his rocker and like he could for real do something ridiculous and it would take like a super long time for anybody to pick up on the fact yeah. that it was real. Maybe I, I don't know if I'm paranoid like that, but I will say that uh, I, I was pretty haunted when I was there. <laughs> uh, I was haunted AF, so to speak. Yeah. Was, yeah. You guys can talk to me about that off the air. Yep. Um, but it was a great time. I was with a group of great people, Lance and Sam and Maddie. I know you guys aren't listening, but Shout if you do... Out. Thank you. That was very, very fun. I would recommend it to to anyone, really. How long is it going on? I don't have all those details, but I know that it is still happening right now. Of course. They're not our sponsors, so fuck them. Um, Are the coasters still open? Yeah. I rode, uh, I rode Diamondback. Dude, that's I like rode Banshee. And this is all at night, too. So you get a, Dude, the Banshee yeah. is great. Yeah, man. I rode whatever face-off. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be is now and uh oh, what the hell is it because i still call them by their parents. yeah of course yeah um is it in vertigo yeah that's exactly it and also i got to ride for the final time probably the, the vortex. vortex yes i used to love that ride when i was a kid but then 
over time, it's like it just got run down. You barely you, you barely see people on. Well, it's it's been sinking into the ground for the better part of a decade. Now. Yeah, They've, I've been hearing it's rumors. It's so big. Yeah. And what I don't like about it is like you'll leave with a concussion because those headrests are dog shit. But those concussions are gentle reminders of my uh, childhood, and I am going to miss them. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, but that's a big space, and you're, you've got to wonder what they're going to put in that space. Well, they got something new coming in. I don't know if it's in the Vortex space or not, but it looks pretty badass. Like uh, That's going in the space that the Firehawk's going in, I believe. Oh, yeah. Well, Firehawk had a short run, right? It really did. I liked the Firehawk. It was loud, but it was fun. Yeah, the concept was fun. I remember there's a picture of... Um, it's on. It's deep in Gabe Kia's Facebook, friend of the pod. Oh, Great yeah. comic, Gabe Kia. Search it's, his Facebook, um, yeah. So it's a picture of Gabe and local comics John Holmes and Andy Gasper. Oh my! Like Holmes is doing like a Superman fly thing. Oh, that's tight. Um, Gabe's doing like a prayer thing. He's got he like got he's got his eyes closed. I feel like I've seen that. I I've seen it a lot. And uh, Gasper's just doing like a thumb punt. Or yeah. Thumb punt. A thumb point. An old thumb punt. He's punting his thumb. <laughs> You know, it's funny, actually, uh, Maddie, one of my friends I was with, like, you know, the, like, the circle game that people play? Apparently, that's a racist thing. Uh, well, apparently, it's whatever you want to make it. That's not what I, I know. He was there with me. I have no idea. If I have to reiterate, he was there with me, and uh, <laughs> uh, he, on every single roller coaster that we rode, <laughs> oh, he, he, did that. he caught it on the camera. I, I had, check my Facebook. Scroll back. You can see it. He caught it. It was Dude. really... It was Dude, really great. Okay, so like one of my favorite things to do, like every time I go to Kings Island, have you gone through and looked at like the crazy shit people have done on for like roller coaster pictures? What is there like a history of this? Yeah, people will bring like chess boards on. What? That's yeah, dangerous. Oh, it's insane. <laughs> you could kill people someone. People will bring. I've seen like a beer pong table. Like people will do insane shit for these pictures. That, what? Like you can't just have loose pieces. No, you like you. <clears throat> Like, you glue the pieces to the board. Oh, fuck off. No, it's, it's like I've seen a Jenga board on. Oh, my God. It's the funniest shit ever. I'm definitely going to look into that, and I'm going to sue all those people. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> like I've seen people brush their teeth. I've seen a dude shaving. There was one shaving? Dude, yeah. There was one dude, like, ripping his shirt. Just, uh, like, doing, like, like, ah, I like would, the Superman shit. I'll definitely uh, look into that, but uh, that was... Pretty look at that. If you're listening, look at like, look at crazy shit people have done on roller coasters. It's the funniest shit in the world. Well, that was pretty much the brunt of, of, of my week. Uh, how, how was your week, Alex? I had a good week, man. I, um, so I wouldn't have been able to tell the story a couple days ago, but I, last night, for the first time in like five years, I went to a comedy club in Bloomington called The Comedy Attic. Huh. Yeah. Do you know the story? No, I'm listening. All right. So the last time I went there... It was five years ago, and I've told the story a lot. I'm embarrassed that I did it, but I will tell the story from my perspective. Domino. So what happened was the last time I was there, prior to yesterday, I went with uh, one of my best friends, Billy DeVore, and um, during the show or before the show, they had like a, the meeting in the green room for like, hey, this is when you're going up. And I noticed that on the floor there was like a bunch of food Ooh. and shit. And I didn't realize at the time that it was exclusively for the owner of the club. Man, what? Yeah, I did not. Yeah. So I did not realize that at the time. I was fatter. I was a big giant. You said this was five years ago? This is five years ago. I was a big old clep. I was a kleptomaniac. And so during the show, I I walked into the green room and was going to help myself to a granola bar. Left with a pocket full of salami rolls. (sighs) Yeah. So I went in. Cream filling. I went in to the green room, uh, started to grab one, and then the owner um, walked in right behind me. Oh, shit. As I was pulling it out, he said, what are you doing? And I was like, I put it back. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm kidding. And then he said, I don't think you were. So then <laughs> I just, I put it back. I walked back to my seat, and I felt like a jackass for the rest of the, for the, rest of the show. I, you should have, yeah. Yeah, I, I should have. But wait, hold on, though. Like, Was it like marked that it was just for the owner? I don't remember. I just remember it being there, and I thought it was for everyone. That's what I'm saying. But but if you thought that, then why would you freak out when he asked you about it? Because he like he had the voice of like, "Hey, what are you doing?" No, oh, like yo, know, like an authoritarian. Yeah. Sort of, okay. It's like d- like don't do that. Like he his cadence was you're busted. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So then. Damn, that sucks. Did he yeah. remember your name? He, yes, I remember. I emailed him like four years later, 
and I'm like, I'm like, I just want to perform at the club. Because I was, I was not allowed. Oh, that. you're the granola guy, aren't you? The fucking yeah. granola stealer. I'm the granola guy. <laughs> and I emailed him like four years later. I'm just like, hey, I want, I just want to perform at the open mic. I'm not looking for work. And then he remembered the incident. He said it was weird as fuck. He said it was weird as fuck. Yeah, he in, said it was weird as fuck in the email. <laughs> like direct quote, it was weird as fuck. That's hilarious. But then I emailed, um, I just emailed the club's website um, about a month ago. And they just put me on the open mic, and everything was cool. Had a fun set. But, like, when I got there yesterday, I was so nervous because of what happened. I hadn't yeah. been back in so long that I was so – I was incredibly nervous. Like, when I got to the club, it's like a giant staircase up to uh, up to the club. Yeah, I've been there, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a great club. I went there at Seymour once. Oh, dude, when would you go? Oh, this was, like, years ago. I didn't even perform. I, I was just supporting Chris. Dude, it's a great club. Yeah. So I got there, and I prob- I jokingly said to myself, like, because um, I got up to get the granola bar last time, and this time I'm like, I'm not even going to get up to pee. <laughs> I'm just going to sit in my seat. So I got there, and I saw That bathroom is just for the owner, by the way. It's a good call. Yes, it is a good call. <laughs> so I, I got there, and I saw, like, comics hanging out in the green room, and they said, meeting's at 45. I got to a table and just sat there for, like, a half hour didn't move. I just like I'm I'm too nervous to do anything right now. So the key to defeating awkwardness is to make things implicitly more awkward. Well, Jared, did, Jared, the owner, didn't see me at the time, so I'm just like I'm sitting there, I'm hanging out, and then luckily a friend of ours, Jonas. Do you know Jonas? Yeah. Jonas Schrode. I, I yes. Yeah, he's uh, he came up to me, he said hello, and then I went up to him like. Hey man, can you walk in the green room with me? I just don't want to walk in all willy nilly. Hold my hand. This won't be weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, because it's the first time I'd seen Jared and Jared Thompson, the owner of the Comedy Attic. I haven't seen him in like over five years. So I'm just like, I just want to walk in. I want everything to be cool. And I think me just walking in by myself would be a little uncomfortable. So um, me and Jonas walked in together. Everything was cool. Yeah. And the show went great. I think I got a tape. Nice. Yeah. I like kind of set my phone up in uh, kind of like a back corner. Yeah. And so I, I taped my set, and it cut off the moment before I told my last punchline. I bet you the owner did it. <laughs> I bet you. I got I got conspiracy theories for days. Nah, <laughs> nah it's all good. But shout out to the comedy attic. I had a great time. Uh, it's a it's a phenomenal club. Yeah, it was. I had a blast when I went. No, they get insane acts. Yeah, like Scoville's doing a weekend there. Jordan Clapper's doing a weekend there. Upcoming, Michelle Wolf's. I think this weekend. I really like the way the room is set up too. It's a it's a it's a peculiar setup, but they make it work. Because mm-hmm. it's like what the setup is. If you've never seen it, which is I'm assuming most of you, it's a bunch of seats in the front of you, and then a bunch of seats stage right. And they make it work. The it's in, the club is in Bloomington, Indiana. It's a college town. IU, go Hoosiers! Um, I think it encourages the audience to uh, bring the attention to their side with laughter. Okay, that's what I think. All right, we can we can wax philosophic about comedy clubs later, but yeah, yeah. just a thought I had. Like, because I'm so used to go the the way Go Bananas is set up. It's just like the stage is in the middle of the room, and then just seats all around it. Yep, it could. It's a theater-like setup in a comedy club with, like, seven, eight-foot ceilings. Right. And they make it work. Yeah. Yeah, but shout out to the comedy attic. Uh, I will say, you know who hasn't been making it work recently? Uh, Our Cincinnati Bengals. What the fuck happened last week? We lost again. I've got a bunch of notes this week. I've got a lot to, I've got a lot to talk about. Oh. I say that as if my opinions matter. Well, good thing we have these microphones, you know? And, yeah, and, yeah, good thing. <laughs> uh, we lost 23-17. Um, Should have been worse. It could have been worse. I mean, yeah, could yeah, power, power positive. <sighs> there were, positive, positive, positive. I want to say positive. Mm-hmm. There's some things to be positive about. Brandon Wilson, that's the big one. Yeah. Because the first play of the game. Oh, what hope we had. Ran it back. <laughs> Ran it, it was like a 92-yard touchdown return. Yeah. That was awesome. That was cool. I, I got hype about that. And, uh, yeah, I, was, I remember yelling. I, I was by myself, you know, but I was like... Where are we was, watching the game? It's at home. Nice. Before before work, I had to work at uh, at 5, so I got to watch the whole game and then go there. But, yeah, 
I was like, I stood up off the couch. I was like, yeah! But, you know, then it is, you know, you know what happened. Then you know you got, mm-hmm. then you have Lamar Jackson coming in, mm. who I really feel like, unless the Bengals, like, get a lot of linebackers that can stop us, he is going to be a Bengals killer. For, for the rest years. of his career. For the rest of his career. It's going to be insane, because he's just going to run all over us. What did he get, like 15 rushes, 154 yards or something like that? It's, it, it was ridiculous. I think he was like all-time on the list of uh, quarterback rushing yards. Like he was like fourth or fifth. That's insane. Maybe even like more than that. His first rush was like for what, 40 yards? <laughs> it's, what, it was fucking disgusting. It's, it was. And it was a big reason why the Ravens dominated, dominated time of possession so much. Yeah. Was because when you're rushing constantly and destroying – a team that lacks linebackers, yeah. you're going to run the clock out. For sure. The ratio was two to one. Yeah, if the clock's never stopping. Yeah, if the cl- and your defense, not only do you have not, a lot, not have a lot of defensive players, but they're, the ones that you do have are being worn out on the field. Yeah. Constantly. They're yeah. running backwards. They're just like... There's no reprieve at all. There's none. You don't get your offense on the field all too much. But, man, there's so much shit. And... Did I hear that the run defense was like 31st in the league? I think I heard that too. Yeesh. And it's a big reason why our defensive line is aging. Yeah. It's aging. Dunlap, Geno. Well, Dunlap's hurt. Um, he didn't practice today. Oh, God. Dunlap, Geno's aging. Um, man. These are, these are the... This, Dunlap and Gino have been the core of our defense for the past 10 years. Well, the, I mean, well Marvin Lewis was the core of our coaching staff for the last 10 years, too. And yeah. like, I love Gino. I love Dunlap. I love what they've I'm, done. But, they've but, been I, career bangles. But now it's time to, like, I don't, if, it's, if this is really going to be a fresh coat of paint. I'm not saying they're the problem. I'm not. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not a fucking football expert. I'm just a football fan. I'm a know? football fan as yeah. well. And a lot of people are saying, the, do you, okay, I want to know what you think. Do the Bengals tank? No, fuck no. Exactly. No, Thank you. you never tank. Never tank. The Dolphins are tanking right now. You think they are? No, they are tanking. Are you sure you're not just thinking like dolphin, like a, like a fish tank? And it's not like... Boo! <laughs> Boo! Nope, you said puns are fine. Um, <laughs> okay, puns are fine. Yeah, all right. No, I was watching Ace Ventura last week, though. <laughs> Man. But... Because uh, what the Dolphins did, they traded away a thing like Laramie Tunsil. They tra- they just traded so many core pieces. RSL. And they just got those for draft picks. Yeah. But the, I don't think the Bengals should do that fully. Yeah. Like, because there's been so many A.J. Green trade rumors. That's been, to me, that's entirely media speculation. Yeah, I, I, I heard from the Bengals organization that there's no... There's, they're not trying to trade him. Right. It's a hundred percent media speculation. Yeah, because I say like you keep AJ Green and maybe because like you have him, he's been I, I gotta say he's been mentoring John Ross. Yeah, granted, granted he's not really yeah. playing right now. Yeah, he, he taught him how to get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> but you you have like these stars like like Andy Dalton. You keep him for a little bit. AJ Green, you keep to mentor because they've seen success. Yeah, granted, not a lot in the postseason, but they've seen Six, yeah, they've regular seen, season success. They've been on teams that are, have been good. Teams. They have been on very good teams. Yeah, and you keep these players around to have them lead the next generation. Right. Like that's why I think because so many people are saying you need to cut Andy Dalton. I completely disagree with that. I mean, there's not a better option really right now. Not really. But what about Ryan Friendly? No. Uh, preseason was cool, I guess. The preseason was fine, but again, you're playing against second stringers. Right. And also, people are saying Ryan Finley is our franchise quarterback. He's who the, played, wait, who the fuck said that? Oh, well, people are saying we need to, like, Finley's our guy, not Dalton. But I guarantee you the people that say that Ryan Finley is going to be our guy are the same people who are going to be pissed off if the Bengals don't draft a quarterback in 2020. That's that's the Bengals fan theory overall. Is Because the quarterback's Mm. the easiest position in the world to point fingers. It's the easiest position to point fingers It's like the president. You know, I'm not not talking about current president. I mean, the president of any organization. Of any organization. I'm not getting political here. I'm just saying the president is the face of either blame or celebration, depending on what's happening with your organization. It's like when the... 
It's like when gas prices shoot up super high or they're going down low. Yeah. It's like the gas prices are going up. Yay, the president. Yeah. Or the gas prices are going right. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay, yeah. the president. Right, right. Gas prices are going up. Fuck you, president. Yeah, but it, I, and overall, they're like, okay, so like I was in a fraternity in college, right? Okay. And uh, whenever we were voting on things, our president never even had a vote. He was just a tiebreaker. Oh, so he's like the Speaker of the House. Yeah, he yeah, he he would listen to everybody and like mediate our conversations and things like that. But he didn't have an actual vote unless we couldn't come to a fucking agreement. So what I'm saying there is, yes, quarterback is important, but there's some other pieces that there, need like, to be sorted out so that where we don't have to put that much attention on a quarterback. Like your offensive line. There you go. Thank you. Like, because it's been a revolving door. I think, um, <clears throat> I think Dalton's had. Um, there's, he's played six games, and he's had four different left tackles. Yeah. Which is not – you have to have that guy – because the left tackle is the most important offensive line position. Yeah. Because that's your blind side. Right. And you, you have to have that guy that you can rely on, Andrew Whitworth. Yeah, you have yeah, to have him keep him around. See him next week. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. God, I miss Andrew Whitworth. Yeah. yeah, that comfort is huge, especially to a quarterback. Yeah, and you can't have just a revolving door of guys just yeah. coming in, coming out. And people that you, like, hardly have relationships with who really don't even give a fuck about your welfare. Like, yeah. I remember, like, damn, remember when Peyton Manning went to Denver and, like, his whole O-line was, like, the shortest dude was, like, 6'4", oh, like, 4 billion pounds apiece. <laughs> and, like, you just knew that they were setting him up for success. I, I think he, it, he felt so the, fucking comfortable. They had, like, Clady from Boise State or something like that. Yeah. That and, was his blindside guy. Yeah, it took him straight to the goddamn Super Bowl. But, he, he, you know, a lot of Bengals fans forget that he's just waiting in the trenches to come out. And be a star for years, Jonah Williams. Oh yeah, yeah, because he was our first round pick. I I still think he's got something. An injury. Well, yeah, he's injured right now. I understand. Yeah. That. <laughs> but he's just waiting, and when he comes back, I remember watching him like when he got drafted. He's a smart football guy. He loves football. He's good at what he does. Yeah. Clearly, so you don't, you don't get to this level without being a little bit. You don't get to be the eleventh overall pick without being a a tank of a football player, right? And a good mind. Yeah, I mean, granted, Andre Smith was a ninth overall pick, and he's Ooh. been hot garbage. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, also, I wanted to talk about um, Zach Taylor as well. Mm-hmm. I like Zach Taylor. I mean, granted, the start hasn't been good. But I like I love his demeanor. I love his energy. I love how he's staying he's staying positive. As as are we. Yes, we're we're all the, <laughs> the only person that he has blamed for the lack of success is himself. Well, I mean, it, at zero and six, like what the fuck else are you gonna say? It, yeah. But I mean, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, and uh, <clears throat> I. <clears throat> I like that they he still like takes chances that I didn't see being taken before. Yeah, um, and like it, he's an offensive minded head coach. Yeah, and you you need that. Yeah, defense wins championships, but you still have to fucking put points on the board. Exactly. Did you see what um I read this article in the Athletic, which the Athletic is phenomenal. You ever do you read the Athletic? Uh, I I do not. It's so good. It's like a it's like four bucks a month or something like that, and there's just like writers from everywhere, just like that are passionate about these teams just write articles and oh, right on it's i mean granted it's almost, most did they talk about zach taylor there they did and um one thing they talked about how was how a bunch of hall of fame coaches have been reaching out to him and saying like we understand we started out shitty but like just keep your head up hang in there champ yeah like um tony dungy was one of them yeah tony dungy reached out to him um sam weich also reached out to Damn. him, too. Legendary. Yeah. Because Tony Dungy and Sam White are two of the best coaches there are. Yep. So they reached out to him. Because I think that says a lot. It does. Like, Why would they have that vested of an interest in somebody who didn't have the medal that they would expect to like, succeed? No one did this for Hugh Jackson. No. No one did this for Hugh Jackson. He was terrible. And they're like, yeah, we, we didn't think that was going to work. So I think that really says a lot about how the players view him. <clears throat> I had some, um, I already talked about the encouraging signs. Um, also, another encouraging sign, I know the Bengals are on six right now. Four of those six losses were um, were by less than seven points. 
Odd flex, but true. It is true. Yeah. Seahawks, um, the Seahawks, who are who have the best quarterback on the planet right now. Yeah. Russell Wilson is playing out of his mind. Yeah, he's good. Um, it was against the Bills, the Cardinals, who have won two straight. They didn't start out great. Um, they didn't start out great. They won two straight. And the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, and the Ravens, who are leading the division right now. All right, well, here's the thing. I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because I was I forget exactly who I was talking to. It was like one of my uh, patrons at work. And he's like, what he doesn't like the most about the Bengals is how they will give you like this hope towards like you'll spend the whole game tortured like fuck this isn't gonna work but then towards the end they like they kick it into high gear and that was the cardinals game yeah and he was handed over that that's exactly what game that i was there yeah yeah and uh he was frustrated he's like man he's like he he said he would almost rather get blown out like they did by the niners so he wouldn't have to worry about it yeah but i mean like i don't i don't know how exactly how i feel about that i i remember this i I have a lot of stories today. Go for but, um, it. I remember getting in, in, in junior high. I was trying out for the basketball team, and like we have to like run like this mile. And I was like, I was a pretty lazy kid back at, <laughs> oh, at the time. Oh, I was too. And I would like, I would kind of just like dog it the first three laps, and then like for the last one, I was like turn it on and like finish like ahead of. Like, I was the exact laps. opposite. Yeah, I was the exact opposite. I would just book it for like three laps, and then just be like, and gas out. Oh, shit. Well, see, but that's what that's what the team would have rather had. What you just said. Yeah. For me, it's like if I had it in me, why wasn't I giving it the whole time? Yeah. So that—that's burn myself out. Th- that's a metaphor yeah. for the Bengals. Yeah, they just—they kick it into high gear at last minute. Yeah. Um, but I think a big thing that's hurting us right now, like I said, we these injuries, like AJ Green and John Ross, are both out right now. Yeah. Green could come back, but in the meantime, a lot of cornerbacks are going to be double teaming Tyler Boyd. Oh, a for lot, sure. Yeah. Which means you're left over with. Auden Tate, Alex Erickson, Tyler Eifert, and Damian Willis. Hmm. Erickson has made some catches, I guess. Erickson? Yeah. Auden Tate's been good. Yeah. Like he's I mean, he's not AJ None of these guys are AJ Green. Damian Willis Ross. doesn't even jog my memory. <laughs> he uh was on Last Chance U. Oh, okay, that guy. And uh um, Well fuck, this might be squad. Yeah. <clears throat> now watch him become like really good here and then get traded. <laughs> So, I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is ten times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or you're ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. Yeah, we have a sponsor. It's a my bookie. Yeah, if you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Between football season, the MLB season, and the start of the NBA and NHL NHL season, it's time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR, chair. to activate the offer. That's promo code chair, CHAIR to double the cash. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. The Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars, our next opponent, the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to start off with uh, the mascot of these people. Now, first of all, I'm going to say I've been doing this podcast for about a year and a half now. This might be my favorite mascot I've ever roasted. What a roast. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not, go ahead. Come on. He's the shit. Jackson DeVille. So Jackson DeVille's skin looks like the wallpaper in the house of a couple that got married at Woodstock. (laughs) Jackson DeVille looks like my dad, probably. (laughs) No, I just had to get that out of the way. Right out of the way immediately. (laughs) Uh, He looks like a Florida man fucks Florida mammal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Jackson DeVille came under a little bit of controversy in 2014 in a game against the Steelers where he held up a sign that said, Towels carry Ebola. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that's a bold statement coming from a mascot who looks like what Ebola looks like under a microscope. 
He looks like Chester Cheetah if Cheetos were meth. <laughs> and uh, lose, and it ain't easy losing teeth and alienating loved ones. <laughs> no, dude, this guy's awesome. No, he's rad. But, no, uh, they're, um, did you see the video? Um, he was in London and he went streaking. You can do that? No, like he, uh, yep. there was a video of, of Jackson DeVille in his underpants. Is that what I'm looking at right now? No. He was in like pink boxer shorts. Oh my gosh. And, um, like two security guards were like fake tackling him, but he escaped. He like ran off and waved to the crowd. That's hilarious. This dude's awesome. Yeah, we'll talk about how awesome he is when we're not roasting him. Yeah. He's, he's there to pump up the Jacksonville fans. I actually, uh, I used to, uh, I dated a Jacksonville Jaguars fan okay. for uh, a brief period of time, which uh, shows you how low their standards are. Aww. I probably slept with a few Bengals fans, too, but that's for a different podcast. Yeah, it's all good. Um, and we're going to move on to the, oh boy, yeah, yes. the owner, Shad Khan. Shad Khan looks like if Ron Jeremy started porn videos where he only fucked couch cushions. He looks like Saddam Hussein's redemption tour. <laughs> I said Sean Shad Khan looks like the love child of Horatio Sands and Chef Boyardee. Or the hate child. <laughs> but I fucked with him though because he had one dozen. See, we're roasting a team that we don't even hate. Like, yes. What, what are we doing to ourselves, Alex? We're indifferent to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, well he, uh, he's a financial backer <laughs> behind All Elite Wrestling, and I'm the biggest wrestling fan on the planet. That is... Uh... A bold statement considering how many comedians are giant wrestling fans. It's not bold. It's it's par for the course. It is par. I mean, I've never watched wrestling. Yeah. Well, I've I've seen very little of it. Yeah. But what I've seen, it's. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to get into that right now because I could talk for hours. I'll probably get on somebody else's podcast. <laughs> be a host. Yeah. <laughs> there's. I mean, there's probably only hundreds of comedians that host wrestling podcasts. It's true. Well, I mean, it's whatever. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah, we are going to move on to the GM. Do you have the GM, David Caldwell? No. I do. Um, <clears throat> the GM is David Caldwell. I'm still trying to figure out what's more thin. His rope after he drafted Blake Bortles in 2014 or his hair? <laughs> Coaching. Doug Marone, what do you got? Doug Marone looks like Alex's dad, probably. See, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm, no. He looks. He actually looks like if John Wayne Gacy managed a Chick Fil A instead of a KFC. <laughs> um, I don't know if you saw this, but I saw a montage of Doug Marone rapping at Jags practices. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. <laughs> so he's like pumping up players and like doing random raps and shit. And their social media team called him Doug E Fresh. Oh heavens! Yeah, I would have gone with the notorious INT. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's not my only terrible joke. Oh, yeah, there, there are plenty more. Quarterback. Gardner Minshew. This, this fucking guy. We'll get to him. What do you got? Gardner Minshew the second, that is. Gardner Minshew the second. Why the fuck are there two of these? I, yeah, <laughs> I literally wrote that exact same thing. Where nice. is it? Yeah, did you know, like I said, do you know that Gardner Minshew was a junior? Because the last thing I think when someone is named Gardner is, man, they should do that again. <laughs> he calls himself Gardner because he's constantly digging himself in a hole. <laughs> a shitty play. Uh, he's actually known for uh, saving a lot of money. Okay. I, I guess he still drives like an Acura or something like that. Oh, or, of course. Um, and some people can, you know, applaud that and say that it's frugal. But I think that's probably the best you can do as a Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like an 80s teen movie villain. <laughs> With just as many victories. <laughs> Is that all you got? With his mustache, he looks like his name. He should play for the Jacksonville Quagmires. <laughs> giggity, giggity. Giggity, fucking giggity. Giggity, giggity. Giggity, giggity. Stick around. I've got some things. Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew looks like the lead singer of an Incubus tribute band. <laughs> yeah. Succubus. But apparently there's been so many memes about Gardner Minshew just being the shit, but they're just stolen Chuck Norris jokes. <laughs> Gardner Minshew could kick his own ball. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I guarantee Gardner Minshew has fucked so many Jags cheerleaders that a baby bump is considered part of their cheerleading uniform. <laughs> yeah, but Gardner Minshew is also known for his giant bushy mustache. So when you think about it, when he trims his bush of a mustache, he's technically a gardener. There you go. There I go. And that's not even his real name. He gave that name to himself. He did. Do you buy Minshew Mania? 
I, I actually didn't even know about it until you told me about it 20 minutes ago. Because, like, Nick Foles went down um, in, like, the first or second game of the year. Like, because Foles threw a touchdown. It was a great touchdown. <clears throat> but I think a, a defensive player, like, tackled him, and Foles landed hard on his shoulder, and he's out for the year. Oh, yeah. And Gardner Minshew, the backup in the seventh-round draft pick, is now their guy. Like Tom Brady? Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. Oh, I see why people are saying it now. No, he's not. I don't. I haven't even watched him fucking play. Like I'm a Bengals fan, and that's tough. I try to be a football fan. Yeah. I try to watch as much as I can. Um, I don't know if I buy it yet. I don't know if I buy Minshew Mania because like he's played probably a handful of games, and people are already hyping him up. Over a small sample size. Well, that's easy to do as a team like the Jaguars. Like it we, is. we do it as Bengals. Browns did it. Because I feel like it's partially because he's he has had good games and he looks like a badass. I I think he looks like a fucking creepy guy, but that's okay. No, they were doing a bunch of um, Uncle Rico shit from Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, I, I could throw this football over those mountains. I could throw a fo- I used to be able to throw throw a football a quarter mile. Yeah. Anyway, we're we're off the uh, the format here. Yeah, we are off the format here. We're just talking about Minshew Mania. And we're going to go to Minshew's backup, a player who I have written more jokes about than any player I have ever written jokes about on this podcast. Josh Dobbs! Holy shit. Josh Dobbs looks like Little Bill after Cosby gets out of prison. (laughs) Josh Dobbs, he looks horrible. He looks like he bought his first house way too close to an oil spill. (laughs) Or a cell phone tower. (laughs) Yeah, I said Josh Dobbs looks like he's about to give me an objective on the original Tony Hawk Pro Skater. (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, he is a pixelated man. He looks like a coach who won a championship and got a celebratory Gatorade bath with water from Flint, Michigan. (laughs) Jesus. That's good. He looks horrible. Yeah. Yeah. I said last year. I said, uh, "Is that Josh Dobbs or is Ray Allen melting?" Oh my god! I'm a dick. Does he not play for the Saints because he looks like he has a shrunken head? Oh, <laughs> whatever. That's okay. Running back Leonard Fournette. This guy, um, Leonard Fournette, was arrested at a car wash this past May. Oh you know, it was really unfortunate. You know, Leonard was. Uh, was taken away in handcuffs, you know, but his car made a clean getaway! Oh, walk away. Whoa! Drop the mic and Whoa! Alex has left his yeah! station. Alex has left his station. His to car made a clean getaway. A little car wash humor for you. I had hyped myself up for five days to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Um, Thanks, buddy. Leonard Fournette looks like he taught R. Kelly how to pee. <laughs> That trumps my joke real bad. It looks like it looks like he put his Merkin on his North Pole. <laughs> you guys don't know what a Merkin is, Google it, but have your safe search on. Of course. <laughs> and now uh his backup Ryke Ry- Ry- I think it's Well. Rykel Armstead, what do you got? Rykel Armstead looks like Lil Yachty hit an iceberg. <laughs> Wide receiver. DJ Chark and Dee Dee Westbrook. Yeah, the the top two wide receivers are DJ Chark and DD Westbrook, which means the Jaguars wide receiver tandem is DJ Chark, DD, 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 DJ Chark, DD, DD, DD. There's an earworm for you. Yep. Uh, DJ Chark. I think that DD Westbrook looks like he couldn't decide between being Eddie or Charlie Murphy for Halloween. <laughs> I cannot recite any punchlines from Raw. Yeah, let it go. I'm not going to. And I also said... You're going to uh, get canceled before you even get put on. Yeah. Yeah, we just got a sponsor. Now we're right, cup right. Also, the N-word. No, I'm <laughs> I mean, you can say it. I, I, I won't. I'm going to say it once I leave. Yeah. Um, we'll say that in a private of our I'm going to get fired from SNL. <laughs> anyway, I said Dee Dee Westbrook looks like if Miles Garrett was a French waiter. <laughs> Le Garrett. Le Garrett. <laughs> Would you like some escargot? A baguette. Or some French fries? French toast, French bread pizza. Next guy, Chris Conley. I thought that uh, Antonio Brown had the worst wide receiver hair until (laughs) Chris Conley came along and said, Hold my Gatorade. (laughs) 
And Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole is radio if he were played by Cuba not so good in junior. <laughs> Jeff Swaim. Jeff Swaim looks like Michael Phelps if he was only ever famous for smoking out of the bong. <laughs> so uh, Jeff, Jeff Swaim, he uh, actually got concussed in this last game, right? I think so, yeah. He did, uh, and that is unfortunate. I don't want to see anybody get injured, but I have a theory. I think that he got hit on purpose so he could forget all of his time with the Aryan Nation in prison searching for the real tight end. <laughs> oh, a butt sex joke in yeah. prison. We got it all here on F-U-W-T-L-B. Oh, good job. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry for clearing my throat so much. Yeah, I'm really sick of it. Uh, and your tight, other tight end, James O'Shag Hennessy. James O'Shaughnessy looks like he just farted and he thinks it's hilarious. <laughs> Is it not hilarious? Mm, from a distance, it's pretty funny. Yeah, there's the old joke, farts are like children. The only ones you can stand are your own. That's true. It's 100% true. And you can gross yourself out, too. <laughs> I've managed to gross myself out. You guys didn't need to hear that. Cam Robinson. Yeah. Cam Robinson looks like if Bernie Mac was scared of you motherfuckers. <laughs> Bernie Big Mac. Bernie Big Mac. I wanted to write a roast about him, but I, I was actually terrified that he might hear this somehow, and I, <laughs> I just He looks didn't. terrible. I love him. And uh, we're going to go to the offensive guard, Andrew Norwell. Um, between playing for the Panthers, playing for the Jaguars, and his appearance, Andrew Norwell looks like the only dynasty he'll ever be a part of is Duck Dynasty. Nice. Nice. He's played for so many teams that apparently he doesn't play good nor well. Woo! Hold on, I'm taking a lap. Taking a lap. Take a lap. Woo! And a pee. So keep going. All right. So uh, I'm going to tell this. VA has a very short bladder. Um, I feel very awkward right now because there's no one in front of me um, because VA is taking a pizzle. Um, but I will say, um, Andrew Norwell. Uh, you know who else he played for? He played for Anderson High School in Cincinnati, Ohio. Which just happens to be my rival high school. How do you think? How do you feel about that, VA? Boo. Yeah, boo, Anderson High School. That's fine. Uh, but Anderson, uh, he is an alum of Anderson High School, and he looks like the campaign leader to uh, to help that school keep their Redskins nickname. Are you Anderson? No, I went to Turpin. No. You missed a decent joke, I think. No, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll hear it back later. Ah, you will. That's okay. But he's an Anderson Redskin. Yep, he went to my rival. Welcome, Do you feel better, VA? I'm very much relieved. All right. And the center, Brandon Linder, he looks like if Josh Hutcherson from The Hunger Games was constantly hungry. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie? I've read about it. Ah. Like the books from Better. No, I'm just kidding. Ah. You one of those nerds? No, no, I, I'm, I'm familiar with the concept. I don't read nor watch anything. I'm not a reader either. I feel like I should be. I read on airplanes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I read Reddit on airplanes mainly. Oh, that's also fun. We talked that's about Reddit. Yeah. That's a story for another day. Defense. Calais Campbell, who looks like if Jamie Foxx and Usher fucked inside a jar of honey. <laughs> I do not care what that fox says. Oh. Yeah. A <laughs> lot of references to tacky songs today here on Fuck You Like the Bengals. Bring it back, baby. Bring it back. Do, 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 do. Uh, and do you want to help me pronounce this guy's name? Nope. Uh, <laughs> Yannick uh, Nagaku. Yannick Nagaku. Nagaku. Yeah, I, I probably, like that. I, probably no, I think I think you were close. Yannick Nagaku. Nagaku. Um, he was reportedly called a racial slur by Richie Incognito during a game. Oh, right, welcome to life, everyone. Yeah, which, to be quite honest, is how you really know you're an NFL player. Yeah. You shake Roger Goodell's hand on draft day. You sign your first contract. You get called the N-word by Richie Incognito, and before you know it, you're a star. Yeah, just like uh, my Martin guy. Oh, Jonathan Martin? Yeah. That's what I was referencing. Yeah, I'm there. Dude, I, I was reading some of the shit that Richie Incognito said. I, I can't even say it. Oh, no, I've I read their text log for hours. Oh, I remember reading that. It was just like, I remember reading that. It was just two bros talking for a while. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I never got to the part where they, uh, 
where Richie Incognito was saying shit. Oh, yeah. I didn't get to that part. Yeah, we don't have to defend Richie, but it didn't seem that bad. You know, uh, he plays for the Raiders right now. Yeah. And we're going to roast him later in the year. Can't wait. No, it's going to be the shit. We're going to have a field day with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for now, I forgot. I don't need a picture for this one. Um, Miles Jack. uh, Miles Jack has a side business where he sells scented candles. And he made a Jaguars-themed candle that proved to be not very good as, like the team, it would always flame out midway through the third quarter. I like that. Thank it, you. Scented candles, really? Yeah, he sells scented candles. You, you're making NFL money. You're making NFL money, and he has a and side business. A side, okay. Selling right. scented candles. Oh, yeah. My slideshow fucked up. Real so, Miles Jackass, um, right? Uh, we only have uh, two players left. Um, actually, I will say, we were going to get to Jalen Ramsey this week, Jaguars star cornerback. But two hours after I printed the document with all my jokes on it, he was traded to the Rams, which, VA, who are we playing next week? Uh, I think it's the Rams. We are playing the Rams next week, so we're going to get to uh, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, I actually kind of hyped up my uh, my uh, Jalen Ramsey joke because it's one of my favorite jokes, if not my favorite joke I've written all year. So come back next week if you want to hear some juicy goodness from Alex Schubert's lips. Ah, hey. Okay, that was too much. If you want to wrap your ears around Alex Schubert's juicy words, come back next week. Don't wear pants. You don't need pants. Nobody no. needs pants. I think most of our listener base just doesn't wear pants. They're the most constricting article of clothing. So let Alex Alex Schubert's words moisten your ear. Okay, lobes. time out. Okay. More constricting than underwear? Well, you can have sexy underwear. You can't have sexy pants. Can guys have sexy underwear? I did it once. You weren't there. <laughs> So now um, we have, we're going to get to Jalen Ramsey next week because he is a fun guy to roast, giant trash talker. He is no longer a Jaguar. Fuck him. So now we're going to get to our kicker, Josh Lambeau. So Josh Lambeau looks like Martin Shkreli if he raised the price of porn website subscriptions by 5,000%. <laughs> Josh Lambeau looks like Ted Bundy escaped from prison and landed in a much worse situation playing for the Jaguars. <laughs> So that's all we got. I think I think we got him pretty good. Oh yeah, fuck him. Yeah, fucked yeah. him up pretty good. Yeah, uh, it was fun. Predictions and bullshit. I think this is a winnable game. Every game is winnable. Uh, yes, granted, some more than others. Yeah, because like, we predicted last week, it wasn't going to be a, a great game. It wasn't. We knew it wasn't. Again, I think this is a very winnable game. Um, I think the score. Uh, Bengals, 112. Ooh. Jaguars, negative two. How, is that like a, a safety on a safety? Yeah. Or, oh. <laughs> yeah. I say player of the game. I'm going to say Andy Dalton. Yep. Who throws, um, 69 completions. Oh, that's sexy. It is very sexy. 69 completions for... 1,318 yards. Not sexy, but a lot of yards. Um, five touchdowns. Okay. Average. And two picks. <laughs> wow. He's, how long is this game? Uh, <laughs> it's going to uh, last into Tuesday. Great. And we'll still have that guy on the roof yep. the whole time. Yep. My bold prediction, the guy on the roof comes in and gets one of the touchdowns. Oh, yeah. Like, Andy throws it, like, a little high. Yep. <laughs> throws it a little high. Like, like into Indy. <laughs> yeah. He threw it in Paul Brown Stadium and caught it in Lucas Oil Stadium. I like that. I, I, I think that's pretty sound. Yeah. I think it's a sound prediction, too. Yeah. Uh, wait, what do we, you think? Who are we playing again? Um, no, I think... <laughs> okay. okay. We I'm, just roasted I'm, him, I'm, asshole. Uh, that was hours ago, man. It's like your opinion, man. Yeah, man. Uh, I think that this is a winnable game. It is a winnable game. And I don't want that guy to freeze to death on the roof. So just for good karma in general, I'm going to say Bengals W. Uh, score? Uh, Bengals 3. And Jaguars. Jaguars. You only have two options. Two. All right. Because you can't score one. You can. You cannot. I feel like I remember reading there might be a way to score one. 
Yeah, you can't have an extra point without. You can't have extra nothing. If you, how can I have some more of nothing? If you block an extra point so hard that it goes through the other upright. Wow, that should be worth more than a point. If it, <laughs> yeah, it really should. <laughs> yeah, it should be worth the Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, you should become the president of football forever. <laughs> I know. If you can do that, fuck you, Roger Goodell. Yeah. This guy who pulled out the most. This guy who could pl- he plays for the Harlem Globetrotters right. of football. Right. Uh, player of the game, uh, the kicker, whoever the fuck that is right now. Randy Bullock. Yeah, him. So he's your player of the game? Because oh, they only got three points. Yep, so, of yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course. Well, I mean, if if you get three points and win, you got to name a defensive player the player of the game. Maybe. Yeah. I think so. I'm going to go with Bullock. You go, you go Bullock, player of the no. game? That's my prediction. I'm sticking to it. You're, it's your prediction. You're sticking to it. Mm-hmm. Finalmente. Plugs. Vincent Antoine. What do you got? Uh, on the, uh, the, the foremost radar, uh, I'll be performing at the Righteous Room on Halloween. Oh, nice. Kelly Horan Show? Kelly Horan Show. I need to go to that. Come to it. It's not too late to, to, to do that. Um, it's on Halloween? It's on Halloween at the Righteous Room. Uh, all the comics will be in costume. Oh, I love that. I haven't really figured mine out yet. Okay, but I was I'm, just about to ask that. I, yeah. I figured my costume out. I just gotta get all the shit. I have an idea called, called the Bipolar Bear. And you can't tell. It's like, is it like a half polar bear, half something else, or is it like a a bear that's bipolar, or is it like a a fucking bear that will fuck a male or a female bear? You know, uh, this this costume idea has. So you're a horny head. bear. It's just a horny ass bear. Horny but, ass bear. Yeah, you know, there's that. And um, November seventh will be the next Village Tavern show. Uh, Free women at Village Tavern. It's an all female review, headlined by Kelly Collette. The best. I have a slew of incredible females from all over. You said Leslie Battle. Leslie Battle, Gwen Sonko. Uh, I, I think I have Anna Mazza. I'm not sure. Um, uh, it, it's it's a fire lineup. I will be posting the event page for that soon. I'm still trying to con- confirm some things. But of course. It's going to be the shit. Uh, and there's like a little happy hour before for uh, all things female and female centric whether it be comedy or business in, business in general of course a happy hour at the village tavern beforehand hosted by carrie todd oh i love her i will not be performing on the show because it seems like that would be silly yeah so she'll be hosting but i will be so, there welcome to this all v <coughs> this all vml comedy show i'm your host va Bennett. right right so yeah I, I i put it in some good hands that's a very that's a very smart call <coughs> carrie's a fun person i remember i um so is at uh, rose street cafe mm-hmm in um in Clifton, it's like one of my favorite writing spots. And she walked in, sat down. We just shot the shit for like two hours. Nice, yeah. Yeah, she's cool people. She's very cool. Uh, also, uh, <coughs> sorry, no coffee. Welcome to my world, motherfucker. Yeah, I guess I'll talk about the next one next time. It's up. Uh, yeah. My field show and uh, at a. Uh, yeah, I'm doing. Are you doing that show? I'm, I think we're on different ones. Yeah, I'm doing November sixth. Yeah, I'm doing like later. I didn't want to say like November twenty. See, yeah. that's why I didn't want to bring it up now because I forgot. Oh, okay. But, yeah. <laughs> um, like I but, said, but in, I have it written down somewhere. Okay. Uh, November or yeah, November sixth will be at Pivot Brewing in Lexington. Yeah, Pivot. Uh, I just figured this out. Um, November thirtieth through December third, I will be visiting a friend of mine in Atlanta, Georgia. Ooh. Yeah. Atlanta. I I talked about her last week, um, but she's yeah. like one of my best. She's like. We knew each other at a DJ gig last year, and she like became like instantly one of one of my best friends. That's what's up. And she lives in Atlanta now. I'm gonna go down and visit her. Uh, we're gonna hang out for a few days. I'm gonna try and get on some shows. Yeah. I posted in um, Hey, I'm coming to Atlanta. It's like a Facebook group. Yeah, like you made that Hey, I'm coming to Cincinnati. Yeah, know? I did. It's a, I think it's a great thing because it cleans up the Cincinnati stand-up comedy page. Yeah. And it allows people to, like because they have it in, like a Denver, Atlanta. Oh Cincinnati. yeah, it's a great idea. It's a really good idea. Um, and what, what I like about it too is like other comics can comment on those people's posts and be like, no, yeah. I vouch. Yeah. She's fun. Yeah. I fucked with this person. Yeah. Yeah. I posted, uh, today and, uh, Sally Brooks vouched for me, which was really nice. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. She's cool people. Yeah, she is. Um, I've known, I've known her since I started. She's been around a while. Awesome. Um, so I'll be in Atlanta, November 30th through December 3rd. I still gotta get my plane ticket for that. I get paid like three days from now, so that's probably when I'll be you getting can, it. You can hitchhike if you ain't no bitch. <laughs> hey, Beth, you want to come up and pick me up, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's one of your best friends. Bye, man. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, man. <laughs> Throwback. And, um, 
Uh, December 12th through the 15th, I'll be at the Liberty Funny Moon opening for John Reap. Uh, the Late Show um, on Friday, I'm going to have... Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to try to have Bridget Denman fill in for me because i got to run karaoke. Which, speaking of karaoke, another plug, starting Thursday, November 7th, I'm not sure how frequent this will be, but I'll be running karaoke every per- periodically on Thursdays at uh, Ryan House. So we're competing on November 7th. <laughs> yeah, this so, podcast is tearing our family apart. It is. <laughs> Am I gonna have to beat up a motherfucker? Yeah, it's all one <clears throat> review. So good luck. So yeah, if you're in the OTR area, come to Ryan House on November seventh. Um, I'll be running karaoke. It's it's a shit. It's it's always a good time. Come sing your hearts out. And be sure to put put Hootay in some songs that don't belong there. Yeah, come uh, sing. Um, the Sound of Silence, uh, being sure to include both Simon and Garfunkel and David Draymond. He has the voice of an angel who died of emphysema. <laughs> That's a really good joke. Thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. so all disturbed references aside, <laughs> I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck, Fuck you, you, Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars. We, we like the, the Bengals. Bengals. He's right. Fuck you. We like the Bengals.